I'm uh, very pleased uh, to have on the phone, and uh, actually the first time I've been able to have a conversation with him, that would be uh, Wynn Stoller, Senator Republican from Illinois Senate uh, District 37, which includes parts of Mercer, Lee, Bureau, Henry, Knox, Stark, Peoria, Woodford, and Marshall Counties, and of course, Whiteside County. Well, good morning, Senator. Great to have a conversation with you. Hi, Tom. Good to be with you today. Did, um, yeah... I didn't leave anything out there. That's a quite a bit of an area to, to cover there. <laughs> yeah, it actually goes all the way over, includes a little bit of Rock Island County and Ogle County, and uh, all the way over to DeKalb County. So it's a, a lot more area uh, than it did previously. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. This is our first conversation and the first time uh, having you on uh, WSDR. Let's give uh, listeners a little bit of background about Senator Stoller. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so. I've been a business owner for, for 25 years. I've got a, a small office furniture dealership with about 40 employees, and I've got a background in uh, finance and accounting. I worked as a CPA for a couple of years, and I also have an MBA from uh, the University of Illinois. Um, my wife, Amy, and I, we've been married for over 30 years. We've got two grown children, and, and running a business, I was very involved in the community. I I was active in Rotary. I was past president there and past president of the Chamber of Commerce on Salvation Army Advisory Board. But I really had no thought of getting into um, elected office. And, uh, but I was growing increasingly frustrated. Illinois uh, was going with the, the financial mismanagement, the, uh, the ethics and issues that so many uh, elected officials uh, got into trouble and so forth. And so the opportunity came about for me to run for office. I said, you know what, I'm going to do two things. Uh, first, I'm going to talk to my wife, of course. And second, I'm going to pray about these opportunities to see if the doors open. And my wife was very encouraging. She thought I uh, ought to step up and, and take on this. And uh, the doors kept opening. As we went through one door, the next one would open up. And, and so here we are. Well, yeah, when the door opens, uh, if you don't step through it, uh, missed opportunities. My goodness, Wolf, well, thank you for doing so. How did the uh, did uh, redistricting uh, that occurred not too long ago affect uh, uh, where you are serving? Yeah, so every 10 years, the state constitution requires that we draw a new legislative map. Unfortunately, in Illinois, we don't have a fair map process. So in Illinois, the majority party, in this case, the Democrat Party, draws the map, and, and they do it for political advantage, right? And that's why we get these crazy-shaped districts, hmm. and they um, gerrymander it, you know, just so that they can uh, have the advantage with as regards to the map. And so the 37th district that I used to represent, or I represented in the first term, I still represent, but now it goes much further north. And so uh, it includes uh, communities like Rochelle, Dixon, Sterling, Geneseo, Princeton, all those areas. Wow, my my goodness, yeah, that that'll uh, that'll keep you busy. Um, what sort of uh, uh, committees uh, uh, that are you currently serving them with? Yeah, so I was uh, very excited to get uh, some committees this year that I'm, I've got a passion about. I'm on the agriculture committee, and I'm actually a minority spokesperson on that. Uh, I'm on insurance and revenue, uh, which kind of go to some of my financial background as well as the Appropriations Committee. So that's where we develop the state budget. And so I'll be involved in that process. And uh, finally, Health and Human Services as well. 
And uh, we just uh, uh, went through a lame duck session. Uh, quite a few things to cover there. Um, what were the uh, main issues that were brought up that uh, we're trying to take care of? Yeah, the lame duck session occurred in early January before the new session started. What that means is there's lame duck senators and representatives that have not been reelected. And because of that, the majority party tries to push the most controversial bills of any time they push them through a lame duck session and they do that because these legislators that have not been reelected won't be continuing to serve will never have any accountability to the voters ever again and so these controversial bills come and most of your listeners i'm sure are aware of the assault weapons ban that passed there was a very very harmful uh, wind and solar siting regulation bill took away local control from counties on how they want to deal with wind and solar projects. There was a massive abortion expansion. I know it's a divisive issue, but Illinois has some of the most extreme laws on the books already when it comes to abortion issue. And now we're trying to make uh, Illinois an abortion destination state. And uh, there are many other um, bills similar to that that were pushed through during this lame duck session. Well, I, I know when you get out uh, through the district and uh, you make stops and uh, you get into a conversation with constituents, so what are some of the main things you're hearing right now? What are their concerns? Well, one of the things is, is it comes back to opportunities, right? We hear about so many people leaving our state last year. 104,000 people left Illinois, and that's the third most in the country. That's um, an enormous number of people leaving because of opportunities. And, and and people are saying, you know what, our, our taxes are high. There's con, con, uh, consistent attacks on our freedoms, and uh, we're, we're dealing with these, these mandates and so forth. So the opportunities are going to other states. A, a good example of that is right now the United States is in the middle of a building boom of automotive factories for electric vehicles. The, Illinois has competed for 18 electric vehicle plants or their, the battery factories that build the batteries for these, these vehicles. We are 0 for 18. We are not competitive with states like Texas and Tennessee and Georgia that have won, won these multi-billion dollars. These are thousands of jobs and multi-billion dollar investments that are going to other states. And when I talk about people, they talk to people in the district, they see these opportunities going to other places. Mm. And it's because of our high-tech structure our anti-business environment and our, our we um, basically are incentivizing businesses and jobs to leave our state. My goodness. Wow. And once again, we're on the phone with uh, Illinois Senator Wynn Stoller, a representative here in the 37th District. Well, um, I'm, I love your, uh, you know, uh, an Illini with a Bachelor of Science, Master of Business Administration from the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Um, How's your education helped you out uh, working down at Springfield? Yeah, so I absolutely love going to the University of Illinois. I'm a, a Fighting Illini fan to the very core, even when <laughs> it gets tough from time to time, right? I was, uh, but that's, uh, I, I guess it builds some character, being an Illini fan. But you know what? Um, that gave me the foundation. We had, you know, it's a world-class university, and we had uh, you know, a great accounting program that I went through. I uh, got an MBA there and had an experience with 
students from all over the world that came there from for uh, the MBA program and really broadened my uh, horizons as far as meeting people from other cultures, getting into advanced business issues, and really gave me a great foundation getting into the business world as a small business owner that I am now uh, to, um, to give me a great foundation to get started. Wow, never left. Certainly appreciate that. Well, uh, tell us a little bit, what, what is life like in Germantown Hills, Illinois? Well, it's, it's very similar. It's a small town, less than uh, 2,000 people, and it's very similar to many of the small towns throughout the district. And, and it, I think it helps me relate in many ways to the struggles of rural America, uh, rural Illinois, because I go through some of these small towns, and while there's some that are, are doing well, there's many that, that struggle with the infrastructure needs, with uh, they're just providing the water and sewer and, and the services and keeping up the sidewalks and roads. Uh, these are things that we need to be helping our local towns with, and uh, we've, we struggle with that in Germantown Hills just like we do throughout the entire district. Wow, yeah, and speaking of small towns, um, you know, uh, Valentine's uh, came up, and you uh, were recently uh, making some stops in both Dixon and Sterling, making some uh, seniors very happy with uh, presenting them with Valentine's. Wow, that was so gracious, sir. Yeah, that's uh, actually, we're doing that today. We're up on, on the road, and we what we did is we reached out to volunteers, to schools, to churches, and they responded by sending us hundreds and hundreds of handmade Valentine's Day cards mm. that we are distributing to nursing homes for seniors because many times, um, you know, they're, they're alone or, you know, we don't want them to feel forgotten. Maybe their family is far away and things like that. So we're going to go and visit them in person, have a conversation, deliver these Valentine's Day cards to them to make them feel uh, special, make them feel remembered. And it's, um, we just, we just want to make sure they're remembered on, on Valentine's Day this year. Well, thank you so much. And uh, let's see, we're coming up on the middle of February. When's uh, your next appointments in the wonderful Springfield? Yeah, we're in session. Um, we were in Springfield this week, and we're in session the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bill, it's uh, funny, that today is actually the bill filing de deadline. So yeah. if you're going to file a new, new bill that you hope to become law, uh, today's the deadline. So this week we we saw a flurry of all kinds of uh, bills, uh, many of them good, but there's some crazy bills out there that get filed, mm. and we're just kind of getting a sense of that, things from all over the place. And, um, uh, you know, we'll be fighting those those crazy bills, and we're going to be pushing for some good stuff. I'm filing 13 bills myself wow. that um, I think are going to make a difference here in the district. Wow. Now, the uh, flurry of ones that are being filed, not necessarily by you, but uh, do, you, do you get time to read those things? Well, there's over, uh, there'll be over 2,000 bills yeah. that get filed just in the Senate. So initially, there's obviously not time to read hundreds of pages of each bill. Mm -hmm. But as those start to move, if they get into committee or they get um, uh, ready for a full vote, then, yeah, we're reviewing them. Our staff goes through, mm -hmm. and they provide summaries. And then, of course, the text is available to read, you know, the, the full bill if, if time allows. But um, we definitely know what the bills relate to and what we're voting on and the issues at hand, uh, even though uh, we're not, there's not time to read all 2,000 bills that they're right. introduced. Yeah, then uh, when it gets time to uh, you know, put them up for consideration, it's take a nap, down some coffee, and get ready for that 2.30 in the morning exchange. Is we still doing that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what I was just describing is the normal process, right? A bill's introduced, 
and it goes into committee where it gets a proper vetting, gets voted on, then gets to second reading, and then finally third reading, and there's a floor debate. And so you have the time to know what's in the bill, to read the bill. But unfortunately, there are rules that the majority party has written that allows them to take a bill that's already been through that process and at the very last minute take everything out of that bill and replace it, put a new amendment on it that replaces everything in the bill and completely changes it. Mm. That, that's what they did with the assault weapons ban at the right. last minute. They took a bill that was already ready to be voted on, he, he, erased it, and then put a, the all weapons ban bill in at the last minute. We didn't have an hour through the final language of that bill to really understand what was in it before we were voting on it. And to your point, many times this is at 2.30 in the morning, uh, the Safety Act, which was two years ago, uh. which passed, we voted on that at 4.48 a.m. Uh. when it was impossible for me to reach out to sheriffs or to constituents and see what their, you know, what their thoughts were at that point when we finally saw the, the actual language was actually in the bill. You know, there's discussion up to it, and we kind of knew that, it was, that something was coming, right, whether uh. it was assault weapons or safety act. But you never know what's in the final bill until you see the final bill. And in the middle of the night with, with less than an hour to read it, that's just really ridiculous, and it's the wrong way for, for government to work. Well, you, you mentioned that during the, um, uh, the, you know, the assault weapon discussion that you didn't get the opportunity to uh, reach out to uh, uh, county sheriffs and see what uh, you know, their opinion was, but I think uh, their opinion is, is now coming out since that was a missed uh, moment. Yeah, that's right. The, the, the sheriffs all... Uh, pledge allegiance to the U.S. Constitution, right? They take an oath to follow the U.S. Constitution when they're sworn into office. And uh, they are, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they believe that this bill is unconstitutional. Now, it's in the court system, right? There's mm -hmm. been multiple uh, lawsuits in state court and, and several in, in federal court, and those lawsuits will work their way through, and, and ultimately, you know, it'll be decided. But uh, I think uh, I applaud our sheriffs for taking the stand that they did. Yes, absolutely. Well, Senator Stoller, certainly appreciate your uh, time this morning and uh, getting to meet you over the phone. And uh, maybe one of these days uh, we'll uh, drop into the studio here. I'd look forward to that. Thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate this opportunity to come on and chat with you. Absolutely. Again, and oh, and uh, before I forget, what's the best way, uh, if anybody has any questions or concerns, what's the best way to get a hold of Senator Stoller? Yeah, you can reach me at uh, my email is senatorstoller at gmail.com. Uh, and then we can also um, call my office at 309-693-4921, or I'm online at senatorstoller.com. Yeah, and then uh, Nancy said uh, she's very busy trying to get your uh, office together over there in Dixon. Yeah, we're opening up a, a new district office in Dixon, and and we're just finishing up the final details, including getting that phone line uh, hooked up. And we also have uh, a district office in Geneseo as well. Wonderful. Once again, appreciate the update and your time today, sir. Yeah, thank you so much, Tom. Really, it's been a pleasure.